Thank you for stopping by the Inside Deschutes County podcast. Wherever you might be and however you might be listening, we appreciate you making us a small part of your day. We hope you click those subscribe and download buttons and be sure to catch us wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also find us on Deschutes.org slash podcast. Deschutes County is an amazing place to live. Back work and play. Great place to raise a family. I love the weather and the high depth. At Deschutes County, we provide excellent service. Beautiful. We're here to help you. Deschutes County is the heart of Oregon. Everyone wants to be here. This is episode 13 of the Inside Deschutes County podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Eric Breon. So many things happening across the county. We talked property taxes last episode. We also have a special election coming up. That's November 7th. We talked to the county clerk about that. If you missed those episodes, you can still go back and listen wherever you listen to your podcasts. And now we're going to switch gears, so to speak. We're going to talk roads. Our road department director, Chris Doty, is here. Chris, thank you so much for joining us. This is where I'm supposed to say thank you for having me, That's right? Something like that. <laughs> something, something along those lines. It's a lines. pleasure it's to always, be here. That, it's always helpful when the guest, you know, kind of interacts a little bit. I love that intro. You know, we worked long and hard on that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny because I, I do get some questions about that. It's members of the admin team. So we just kind of went around, asked them what they liked about the county, and we recorded it. And so, yeah, we put the little spiel together. Very nice. This is a real podcast, huh? It is. Yeah. It is. It's, it's very real. It's very real. So we flipped the calendar to November. Have you put your golf clubs away? What do, golf clubs are like still, they're still hanging out. Yeah. One more uh, attempt to play here in a couple weeks, a Toys for Tots tournament Oh. out okay. at Prasada on November 18th. Well, that's cool. It is cool. It's very cold that day. Cold. <laughs> cold. So yeah, cold weather it. golf. You aim for the center of the pond. Okay. Uh, hopefully it's frozen and okay. uh, it gives you another 100 yards. Handicap, what are we looking at here? And it's a 12-6, okay. but like most golfers, you know, I'm going to immediately say, but I'm playing to more like a, a 19 right now. Okay. So. All right. Yeah. November, so waxing the skis. I mean, you got the playoff beard going on right now, so that's kind of... This is know. the elk beard. Oh, it's the elk beard. Yeah. Okay. So I'm a member of uh, Elk Team 6. Uh, you, you may have heard of us, but... Uh, have not. But no, we're, but uh, we're an elk hunting team, okay. and uh, that's what we do. Right. We don't find them. Uh, as much as we like, but we, we do hunt them. Okay. Are you a car guy? I would assume that the road department director might be into like mechanical things like cars or I'm I'm 50 bikes. years old. Okay. I've owned three cars my entire life. What? Three cars? What uh -huh. are the three cars? Uh, let's see, a 1984 Ford Escort diesel. Ford Escort. Yep. Okay, that's diesel, big time. Which was pretty rare. Um, I'll say a 96 uh, Toyota Tacoma. Okay. Uh, and then I, let's see, the current rig I have now is a 2008 Toyota Tundra. I've had that, uh, shoot, almost 15 years. Excuse me, 2006 Toyota Tundra. I bought it in 2008. So, yeah. I've so 250,000 miles. Two, wait, 250? Yeah. Okay. That is farther. You're driving um, that thing into the ground. Actually, that is farther than uh, the distance from the earth to the moon. Okay. Yeah. So I've driven That's it to the moon good, and I'm, I've turned the corner. Podcast. I'm on my way back. Okay. All right. Wife not letting you get a new one, or what's the deal here? I don't like change. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Toyota. It's yeah. built to last. Okay. Yeah. All right. 
Well, this is a busy time of year for you. You just announced, as of the recording of this episode, the closing of Cascade Lakes Highway, Paulina Lake Road, uh, November 21st. Correct, yeah. yeah. So eight, that's our... our 8 a.m., mm-hmm. right on the dot. Yeah. Those guys get out there and they're like, it's 8 o'clock. Oh, yeah, it's, they close it. It's very much like Groundhog Day for us. It's something we do every year and the press comes and covers it and... It's an exciting, you know, moment of, of winter announcement, and and uh, some people uh, like seeing that. You know, the folks that want to get behind that gate on snowmobiles, you know, others kind of poo-poo it. They want to spend more time, you know, hiking around in the Cascade Lakes area. But we close the gates, and at that point, it's it's basically a winter recreation area under the purview of uh, the Forest Service at that point. So it serves a dual purpose. Yeah, it's it's kind of um, safety. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a lot of snow up there. Yeah, and uh, but it is it is kind of a sign of the times, right? It's kind of a once those gates close, it's like, hey, winter's here. Mm-hmm. Let's go play. I mean, yep, a little yep. bit. Bring it on. Yep. Are so, a, are you a snow or snowshoer? Or are you a snowmobiler? I, I'm an ice fisherman. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, but you know, I, I don't go up there for that sort of thing. Yeah. But uh, that's my winter recreation. Huh. Learn something new about you every yeah. time, every time. Uh, so I'm guessing this time, kind of this in-between time is, what, a time of preparation for you and your team? Walk me through what your team does, because chip sealing is kind of a summer thing, mm-hmm. right? We haven't had our first snowfall yet. Yeah. So what's this in-between time like for you and your team at the yeah. department? So you touched on our, our two primary, you know, activities, chip seal, you know, maintaining a pretty aggressive chip seal schedule, um, do 70 to, you know, 100 miles of chip seal every summer. Uh, and then, of course, you know, winter is, is all about snow and ice, you know, operations and responding to, to that sort of thing. And so we kind of build our staff and our equipment around those two major activities. Um, the time in between we call the shoulder seasons. And so, you know, now's the time to get out and crack seal, you know, if the weather allows, because uh, it's colder, the cracks open up, uh, they'll take more crack seal material. And then we're prepping, you know, for next year's chip seal program or, or other maintenance activities after that. So that's, you know, the thing we're doing right now before the snow flies is mostly in, in anticipation preparation for next year's uh, pavement maintenance schedule. As far as snow and ice goes, it's almost a year round preparation activity. You know, if it's we're in the summer, you know, we're, and we need sanding material. That's the time to contract, you know, for that crush and have it delivered and stockpiled. Fill, it, fill our sand shed up. Um, get contractors under contract and familiar with certain areas that we're going to ask them to plow if we need their help. You know, if we get a big snow, you know, we bring in contractors to help with that. And just, uh, you know, making sure equipment's ready to go. You know, so our shop right now is chock full of of trucks getting plows mounted, our snow blowers getting worked on, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, the last thing you want to do is, you know, get caught with your pants down and have uh, a bunch of snow and ice hit and not have the equipment and people on schedule and ready to respond. I mean, I kind of envision this, Chris, like the Indy 500 a little bit. Like uh, like the, the shop right now is kind of like pit row. You know, you're just running through those vehicles in there, you know, getting everything all mm-hmm. ready to go. Is it is it kind of like that where it's like, Hey, we're just we're just getting pumped up and getting these machines ready to go and and tackle snow season. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a transition, you know, for our equipment, you know, to go from you know hauling chip rock and whatnot to you know getting a plow mounted, uh, having a sanding box put on a, a dump truck to allow it to sand as well as plow. 
uh, and then those other specialty you know pieces of equipment you know get them ready to go. Uh, we do an anti-ice program, so we're spraying roads in certain locations. Uh, so we have four pieces of equipment that we apply that anti-ice mag chloride basically down. So those are getting prepped. Uh, they've been out already. You know, we've had snow. We've had to plow, you know, several times um, in, in South County and then the higher elevation areas. Okay. And, of course, you know, we're going to go plow Cascade Lakes Highway, Plant Lake Road, um, you know, if they get snow prior to closure. So you use de-icer. And you talked about sand. Mm-hmm. You don't use salt? We, wink, wink, don't use salt. Okay. Um, we do have a little bit actually on hand um, to really bust up um, ice formations um, around railroad tracks and other areas oh, where we have okay. an ice, icing problem where ice can build up. We don't actively apply sand. And we don't actually de-ice. We do anti-ice. Okay. Yeah, so that's when you see us out there spraying that liquid mag chloride on the road before there's any snow, before there's any ice, while the road's dry, that's what we're doing. That's to help uh, the road from forming ice. And then, of course, that also helps that when ice, you know, does come, it, it cleans up a lot easier that way to have that layer of basically salt water, you know, down there, you know, preventing ice to the greatest degree possible than assisting with the melt-off. And that's pretty effective, right? That It is, yeah. It's so interesting because you go to different cities, different areas of the country, they do, they tackle, you know, kind of the freezing roads differently. Mm-hmm. Why isn't there a preferred method that's just kind of uniform that we've decided that works yeah. everywhere? Yeah. Is it just the different so, environments or what's the deal? It's, it's different environments, different philosophies. Um, you know, Oregon is not a state, a state that's typically used a lot of salt, if any. Um, you know, we, we kind of follow what uh, the Oregon Department of Transportation does. You know, they there's not a lot of salt close by and available here. Um, so they're just now, you know, uh, implementing uh, some salting of, of interstates and other major highways. You know, that may, you know, come into play for us. Um, but, you know, if you talk to people from those other states, and, and most states that do have snow and ice do use salt, you know, the environmental impact, uh, the impact of people's vehicles and rusting, yeah. you know, is, is something that I don't know that that would be a welcome addition to our portfolio you know, to become a heavy salt user all of a sudden. And yeah, you don't want to mess up that. Yeah, that. people yeah. just slow down and, and you know, be, be careful. Um, be responsible drivers in snow and ice. Um, have the right equipment. Chains, you know. Um, you know, not studs, but snow tires. There's a way to get around safely um, in our state without the use of that. But it certainly is helpful. I was going to ask you about studs because... Those do have an impact on the roads. Do you find that that's, I mean, obviously there's a benefit to having them, safety mm-hmm. and those kinds of things, but it, does it just tear up the roads? I mean, what do, what do you see in terms of, are you like, oh, yeah, lots of yeah. studded tires over here? Mm-hmm. What's the, can you tell that? Yeah, you can. So rutting, you know, it's, it's primarily a stud-caused um, issue. So you're going to see that mostly on state highways. Uh, where there's just a lot of traffic and a lot of repetition. Um, we don't have a tremendous amount of rutting on the county road system because we don't have a tremendous amount of volume. Right. And, uh, but on the state highways, yeah, absolutely. You can, you know, where you see ruts, primarily that is a, um, you know, due to studded tires. Um, modern snow tires have come a long way, and you can get good traction um, on snow and ice, you know, without the use of studs. And so, um, you know, we certainly like, you know, encourage people. Uh, to go that direction, um, 
but studs are certainly available and legal. And until they're not, you know, we will deal with them. By the way, a quick plug for skid car training. We have that out at the road department. Mm-hmm. Uh, not sure exactly what the schedule is right now, so I don't want to speak for them, but you can go to our website and uh, deschutes.org slash skidcar and talk about, you know, kind of navigating the snow and the ice mm-hmm. and the slippery Absolutely. too. So good program there. Um, I'm sure that you're, this is kind of the time of year where you start bracing for questions like, hey, are you going to come plow my roads this year? Mm-hmm. I'm wondering, how do you prioritize plowing roads? Yeah, great question. Can you explain that process? Yeah. So in Deschutes County, we have a a snow and ice plan. It's something that basically sets our priorities uh, for how we respond to an incident. And so we have five different snow zones in the county. Uh, The fifth snow zone is basically everything in East County. And uh, we actually don't do response. We we just, um, that's very low priority. Because uh, there's not a lot of people out there, not a lot of a lot of roads, but not a lot of traffic, and a, a community out there that's used to dealing with with this sort of thing. So we prioritize our um, response, you know, in the in our on our busy roads, you know, primarily in and around the cities. Um, we prioritize our arterials first, so things like Old Ben Redmond Highway, Powell Butte Highway, Burgess Road, South County. So it's all about getting those those major arterials cleared first in a handful of different snow zones. Um, and then once those are done, you know, we're down to the collector roadway level. Um, so the roads that feed into those arterials. Um, and then, you know, our, our kind of last priority is it are going to be the local roads, subdivisions, uh, things like that. So you'll see us, you know, responding to those busy roads first, sometimes actually having to go back and do them again. Um, but, you know, just to make sure that you know, people get out of your subdivision, get out of your your area, right? A, and get on the system. You know that we've got prepped. We'll get there eventually. And uh, yeah, typical question. You know, when well, it's, it's hard because people's you know what's important to them is maybe not the magnitude of you know kind of the volume of traffic or whatever that needs priority first. Mm-hmm. So that's that's hard, I guess. You know. It's it's hard to say. Hey, we'll get to you, but we've got to deal with this first. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I would think that would be difficult. But yeah. uh, are there areas of the county that are more difficult than others? I mean, when it comes to plowing, I mean, I don't know if it's hilly or things like that. Are there areas that you're like, oh man, we got to get out here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the area that comes to mind is uh, the Deschutes River Woods subdivision. Yeah, you know, thousands of homes out there, very skinny, tight roads. Um, Meteorologically, they tend to get a lot more snow than other parts of, of Bend and, and, you know, that southern area. And so um, that's an area that when we get significant snowfall, uh, we actually hire a contractor to go in with graders, which is a, a better tool to use in, in that type of environment um, to clear those roads. And so, um, like I maybe alluded to earlier, contractors are a big part of our, of our plan. You know, we can handle... I would say a typical snow event, a historical snow event is six inches in, in Lapine, a couple inches here in Bend, and, and little, if anything, in, in North County. Um, that's kind of what we're built for. But when it, it goes a foot everywhere at the same time, uh, we need to bring that's in a help. Problem. That's a big problem. Yeah. Uh, so we'll have contractors um, on the call, ready to go for North County, kind of the Terrebonne, North Redmond area, uh, Deschutes River Woods, 
and then uh, other contractors and various subdivisions in South County, you know, that will help us kind of, you know, get to those trouble spots uh, first so we can focus on, you know, the area that's more near and around the, the road department I was, I was gonna, in South County. Yeah. I was going to ask you, what are the tools in your toolbox yeah. for, for tackling? I mean, obviously, you've got the big guns, mm-hmm. you know, for things like Cascade Lakes Highway and – but. You just talked about narrow roads, and mm-hmm. I'm assuming that's difficult. You talked about, yeah. you know, maybe it's just trucks with a plow on the front end, or, and then I'm assuming you get out with a shovel and, you know, get people's roads and. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, absolutely right. <laughs> so, what I mean, what are the tools in your toolbox? For, yeah, for those kinds. So of the, the front line piece of equipment people are going to see the most of are dump trucks with plows. Okay. And those dump trucks can sometimes uh, have a, a sander box placed inside the dump truck. It will allow them to plow, clear the snow and ice, and then sand behind them and provide that traction material. Um, some of our, our uh, plows don't have that, so we just, you know, are, are strictly plows. So, so primarily folks will see dump trucks and, and plows you know, doing the work. Um, we have a smaller number of uh, motor graders. Those are those big, long pieces of equipment you see um, with a big, huge, you know, kind of scraper um, that, that typically grade gravel roads. You know, those come in super handy um, for snow and ice because of all the um, the power that they bring to the to the table. So with a snow plow, it's the weight of that plow sitting on the um, on the snow and ice, and the weight of the truck behind it pushing it. With the motor grader, you've got power uh, pushing that blade down that can take ice off, take you down to bare pavement uh, a lot sooner, and and do do a better job. Uh, not as many of those, and and you have to employ those fairly judiciously because of a, a small number. Um, we have, uh, several snow blowers. And so, um, our big one is primarily used to clear Cascade Lakes Highway every year of, uh, of snow. So that's a big guy, a big guy. Yeah. So, we'll, you know, we close that road, close Palina Lake road, uh, from mid November to Memorial day every year. And, uh, upon, you know, probably around spring break time, uh, we'll get up in those areas, uh, with our snow blower and other pieces of equipment to start clearing that road. And last couple of winters, we've had up, up to 10 feet of snow accumulate in those areas, you know, probably a, the biggest reason we're not doing that on a daily basis. I mean, that's how much snow, um, you know, gets dumped on in those high Cascade Lakes areas. So it's a pretty cool process too. I've kind of, I've been up there with your team and they do great work by the way, Yeah, working very, very hard. And man, those things, that stuff just cuts right through and shoots it. Yeah, it's, know, it's pretty amazing. A couple stories in the air and, mm-hmm. and gets it out of there. I mean, it's yeah. a pretty cool process. So we'll, we'll um, snow blow those areas. We have a smaller one that we'll actually use in those constrained uh, subdivision areas. So when we do get a ton of snow, we need to, like, dump truck it out sometimes. And so uh, we have a small blower that we'll actually uh, load into back of a dump truck so we can okay. haul out. And we'll, we'll use that, that blower as well um, on the 45 road, which is a road from Sun River to Mount Bachelor. Um, sometimes that, you know, the snow gets, um, deep enough in that area, uh, that we'll have to do a little bit of blowing or uh, more frequently ODOT will come and, and help us out and, uh, pick up that area with their snow blower. Cause they're up there all winter, um, you know, plowing their portion of it and using their snow blower more frequently than we are ours. And how much plowing are you doing? Um, I'm, you know, I'm, uh, overseeing, um, <laughs> The, the operation. It's, yeah, but uh, you've got to be tempted, right? I mean, that looks kind of fun. It, it, it it's does, hard work. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not taking that away, but it kind of looks fun, too. It, it looks fun. It's harder than it looks. Yeah. I've tried it. There's a reason why I, I don't do any of it. Um, and, uh, 
yeah, I mean, we'd have to you know, be replacing equipment uh, frequently, you know, anything that I would touch. So it's not my gift. Not let's your, leave it, let's leave it at that. Not your gift. Um, ODOT has announced some changes when it comes to plowing roads, and I won't dig into all of their reasons or what it is, but it's they're they're trimming back a little bit in some areas. Will that will that affect the county at all in terms of what you do, at, or is it basically apples and oranges? Their roads, your roads. It's it is mostly a their roads, our roads type situation. I think uh, we've been spoiled. They do a great job, you know, especially you know in their high priority areas of providing a continual response. Um, and, but it comes at a tremendous cost. And so, um, you know, they'll still be out plowing. Um, it won't be at the frequency, you know, that I think we've grown accustomed to. Um, but it'll still be, I, I believe, to an acceptable level of service given the conversations I've had with their team. So, um, you know, their, their roads may look like our roads. You know, yeah. we're not able to provide that level of service, um, you know, that they do where they're, they're on the highway um, continuously and, and where we, we have a 700-mile paved system and a 900-mile total system to get to over the course of an event. So, um, you know, bare pavement may not be something, you know, we see a lot of during those big events, but but we'll see. I'm, I'm hopeful. Well, this is an interesting balancing act, right? Because you're balancing the weather versus, um, you know, being cost-effective. Probably staffing comes into play, and you're trying to please everybody at the same time while managing those variables, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's got to be hard. Yeah. Well, that's why we have the snow and ice plan, you know, and this is something the board has approved, uh, prior board at least, you know, that that dictates, you know, here's here's how we're going to do it. We can't be everywhere all at once. And sometimes it's going to take longer than the others than other times. But, you know, this is our playbook, and this is the play we're going to call. So as a, you know, as a citizen, this is what you can expect. And uh, for the most part, even though in those big events, you know, we can have our system fairly cleared out uh, within several days. And uh, from what I understand, that's, that's better than it used to be. Um, we have technology now that we're using in the plows. We have, um, you know, basically iPads that, that folks can uh, tap into. They can see when uh, the roads in their area were plowed last so the operator can um, no, okay, this hasn't been touched yet. I'm going to hit this corridor. Oh, that's pretty um, cool. Yeah, so it's, it's GPS, yeah, but, I didn't know that. but the telematics of, of snow plowing right now for a system like that, it's, it's pretty neat. I think that's, that's made us a lot more efficient. Um, and then we're always going to miss something. You know, that's the thing about snow is it, it hides everything. Uh, not every road out there is a county road. And we have a lot of new operators as well. And so this gives us the ability to kind of see our system where we need to be and uh, pick up things. So it's, it's, uh, it's made us more efficient, for sure. Technology. Mm-hmm. It's great sometimes. Um, I'm sure you've had perfect uh, winters where you've got no complaints, right? Tons of... Still waiting for that one. Waiting but, for that one. Yeah. How, do you, uh, how do you handle the criticisms and the complaints of your department when it comes to snow plowing? Yeah. Because it, it just, I mean... I don't know how you – I mean, obviously, you're, you're abiding by your plan, mm-hmm. and then you might get this wave of, you know, complaints because the snow hit harder in their area or they've sure. been back, whatever, yeah. whatever the reasons might be. Yeah. How do you deal with those? Yeah, the, the biggest complaint we get is that um, we, we plow driveways shut, right? Uh, so with 700 miles 
Um, we don't have enough resources. Um, most agencies don't. To When you plow, you know, you're pushing the snow to the right, um, and that's going to go in someone's driveway, and they're going to have to deal with it. And that's, that's one of the unfortunate elements of our snow and ice plan. Um, we said basically, unfortunately, that's going to be the, the property owner's responsibility to clear the berm. And so, you know, your poor property owners out there, they've beat us to the road. They've, they've plowed, they've shoveled, they've opened their driveway. Here we come. And there's a couple feet of snow um, between their driveway and, and the road they need to get to. Or they come home from work and there it is. And that's a big bummer. I yeah. wish that wasn't the case. Uh, but unfortunately, it's, the, it's, you know, the way it has to be for us to, to get everywhere uh, and deal with these events. And so, you know, showing empathy, you know, I mean, uh, right. which one of us has that, that not happened to? And, uh, yeah, that's, that's a, a bummer deal. The other thing I do want to point out is that, you know, we do have a, um, a permit where we will open driveways um, for a, a medically, um, basically a medical exemption. Uh, such that if you are unable physically uh, to clear your driveway, uh, and then there's also a, a fiscal test. If you're unable to hire someone uh, due to fiscal circumstances uh, to clear your driveway for you, um, we, we will send someone out with a pickup plow and open up driveways. And so, oh, that's cool. Yeah, and you can access that you know, on the road department website, deschutes.org backslash road, uh, or call the department. Numbers listed there. Uh, fill out the form. You have to do it every year. Um, but that's a, that is a way to, you know, to, to deal with that at that certain level. If, if people are physically unable to, fiscally unable to, um, to deal with that, we'll come take care of that. You don't bring in volunteers or anything like that, do you, to help or no. anything along those lines? No, no. Okay. We're, you know, we have, have equipment that, that uh, demands a level of expertise. Yeah. Um, and so, um, you know, our folks are – we do have seasonal employees um, who will come in and, and help – uh, maybe do the pickup plow work, not the big uh, dump truck, uh, you know, highway plows, uh, but, you know, something just to help clear driveways and do other things uh, and smaller pieces of equipment. We don't have a commercial driver's license. Um, so that, that's a part of our response plan as well. But, um, but yeah, no, no volunteers, unfortunately. Now, that said, I mean, when, um, when the big snows hit, Snowmageddon, people like to talk about, um, volunteers do step, step forward in the community to shovel driveways for folks. Yeah. And when those things happen, uh, you'll hear about um, churches and other groups stepping forward and offering that. And so. we encourage everybody to help out their neighbor. That's always Absolutely. a good thing. Um, it's not all criticism and complaints. You do get to enjoy this job, right? I imagine some of the benefit of, of working in the road department is you're helping people. Absolutely. No, I've, I've got the best job in the world. Um, yeah, absolutely love it. That's cool. I'm here with Chris Doty, the road department director for Deschutes County. Any big projects on the horizon? So snow plowing aside, yeah. are there any big projects on the horizon for the county when it comes to, to road work? Yeah. Um, yeah, a couple that, that are kind of ongoing right now and, and coming forward. So, you know, Hunnell Road Project has been uh, happening all, all year long, all summer long. Um, that should uh, see a big portion of that paved here, weather permitting, uh, kind of maybe the last few uh, trucks of asphalt uh, coming, uh, get in place this uh, this year. Uh, we'll be on Hunnell Road hopefully within the next few weeks. That's ongoing. Uh, we've got the, the Gribbling Bridge out on Gribbling Road uh, east of Bend that's going to be replaced soon. Um, we just finished a roundabout at uh, Deschutes Market Road in Hamehook, uh, but there's another roundabout. It's a nice one. Yeah, and there's another uh, roundabout uh, waiting in the wings 
that will uh, go out to bid here uh, pretty soon, and that's at uh, a Powell Butte Highway, Butler Market Road. Okay. Um, additionally, you know, the, the county is, is, well, ODOT and the county are partnering on a big project in Terrebonne. And so that will go out to bid um, probably after the first of the year What's uh, that with construction starting in, in March. And that is um, an interchange on Lower Bridge uh, Way and, and Highway 97. And basically all the work in Terrebonne we've been talking about for uh, the last several years. So rebuilding uh, 11th Street, which is the the road uh, just east of, of Highway 97, paralleling 97, to provide you know, just uh, uh, bike lanes and, and sidewalk in some area uh, to serve that commercial core uh, part of, uh, of Terrebonne, rebuilding Smith Rock Way um, from you know, Highway 97 out to the, to the railroad tracks. So um, all the little... That one needs a little help. That one does need some, help. You got some pull there because uh, that left-hand turn... Get onto 97 off of Smith Rockwood. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, that's a tough one. So the interchange and in, in is going to provide a way for folks in that community to access 97 without making that tough left. Yeah, and we've all been there and, and seen the amount of traffic coming through on on Sunday afternoon when everyone is going back to where they came from, and it's it's dang near impossible. And so, you know, having that interchange, having county roads that kind of feed into that to you know, help the the community um, have improved service. Um, going to be a huge change for Terrebonne. What else do you want? Last question, and I appreciate the, all the time you've given us. What else do you want people to know about your department? It's it's chip sealing, it's snow maintenance, it's you know some of these big projects, roundabouts, things. What, what else do you want people to know about you, your team, and the work that you do? Yeah, no, I mean it's it's all about the team, you know, and I think that. Um, the, the public should f- feel real good about the folks uh, working at, at the Deschutes County Road Department in, in all aspects. Um, you know, the operations component, you know, is a big part of what we do. That's the most visible piece. We're out there chip sealing, we're plowing snow, stuff like that. Um, the, the fleet team that um, basically keeps all that equipment running, uh, not just the road department's equipment, but the county's light fleet. So all the vehicles that, you know, with the exception of the sheriff's office, you know, are maintained you know, out there at the, the fleet division and, and the road department. And our engineering group, you know, we're, we're building a lot of projects. We just talked about a few, uh, but the list is a lot longer than that of um, things that are happening in our system that's driven by, you know, primarily by safety. You know, we're, we're fortunate enough to, to have uh, revenue coming in that allows us to build capital projects. We're not just um, maintaining what we have, but we're improving our system. And a lot of that is just dealing with safety um, those roundabouts um, that we're building aren't there to, to necessarily provide capacity to the system, but they're there to slow people down and make sure people get on, can get on the system safely. And, um, yeah, that's what I'd like to know. They've got good people, um, you know, um, there at the team. road department doing the work. It's a good team. Yeah. A heavily bearded team. Yeah, I'm trying to help out with that. <laughs> um, it's, um, you know, the, the beard I'm trying to grow right now is, oh. is – uh, been likened to a cactus, I'm told, uh, by one of my daughters, and and we won't go on on that. But yeah, a prickly pear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, Chris Doty, Road Department Director. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, my pleasure. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have questions about the Road Department, you can go to Deschutes.org/road. You can find the weekly road report there, closure information, details about capital projects all sorts of good stuff. And if you have a question about this podcast or ideas for future podcasts, 
you can email us at info at Deschutes.org. And remember to subscribe to the Inside Deschutes County podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. We're on Apple, we're on Google, Spotify, Amazon Music. Drop us a review and a rating. We'd really appreciate it. Until next time, we hope you're safe on the roads. 